Hello, everybody. This is the Root Horror Podcast. And as you noticed with the title of this, this is a bonus episode. I want to be here joined by my wife, Hallie. And, you know, of course, this is the host, Marcus Rude. But, uh, yes, this is a bonus episode. We're going to talk about quite a few things, um, topics that are interesting to us. Hopefully, this is interesting to you. We'll be talking about our experience with Midwest Monster Fest, as well as we might talk about uh, Dead by Daylight, which is a video game, a survival horror video game with the new chapter that had just been released with Hellraiser. So we'll talk about the Pinhead chapter, as well as I might maybe talk about the new Aliens game because... I love the Alien franchise, and I know Hallie has uh, no uh, <laughs> no wants to talk about that, but I do want to mention that just for a little bit. And then we will also be talking about, since Halloween is coming up, we're going to be um, listing off our top picks of what we want to watch this Halloween, so 2021 Halloween. These are the movies that we want to watch during the month of October. We haven't seen each other's list, so um, I don't know how we're going to do this. Are we, are you just going to list off one, then I list off one, or? Um, yeah, we'll just do it that way. So you you. Okay, so I'll like I'll do like here's my pick, and then so you picked five, pick. and I picked five. It was kind of hard finding movies that are fall and Halloween themed besides the ones that everybody already knows. Mm. So I did get a couple mixed in there that maybe aren't, but you you know what I mean. I still want to watch right. it. So like with mine, I'll say like I tried to pick movies that to me uh, kind of maybe I wouldn't say represent Halloween, but just kind of gives you like the October fall, maybe Halloween kind of, you know, feel in the air, so to speak. So, uh, I don't know. What, what do you want to do first? You want to talk about? You just want to do the movies first, or uh, you want to talk about Midwest Monster Fest? Let's do the movies first. Okay, so right off the bat, we'll just we're going to talk about the movies that we want to watch. Mm-hmm. We don't need we don't need to get too far into the movies if we have seen them or haven't seen them. Okay. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. So I mean, pretty much the title and maybe a reason why we chose that, and then on to the next one. So I have five, and you have five. So you okay. can go first. I go first. All right, so um, my first pick is I'll just kind of go in order how I made my list. So uh, the the one that really I guess not stuck out to me, but I put it on first on my list: Halloween Three, Season of the Witch. So it's to me, it's I wouldn't say the epitome of Halloween, but it really just uh, sets the Halloween tone for me, mm-hmm. and it's just. Even though it, it only has Michael Myers on the TV in the bar, that's the only only way you see Michael Myers. You're in ruining movie. it. You're doing what I said. Don't do. You're ruining it for people. Just say why why you chose it, and that's it. Okay. You don't so, want to. Yeah, you don't want to get in depth too the, much. You don't want to ruin me it. Gives me the I guess the whole, the Halloween atmosphere that I'm looking for. Okay. So that's your first pick. My first pick is Psycho, the Ooh. classic Psycho. Okay. I chose that because it's just. One of those horror movies that you think Alfred Hitchcock, it's a classic. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to be Halloween themed, but I just think no, it's a I it's, think it's I think it's a movie everybody should watch around Halloween. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a classic horror film. Mm-hmm. Second pick for you? My second pick is Haunt. I agree. Ha- a good movie. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's very underrated. I was a little weary watching it at first. I didn't know if I was going to like it or not, but I'm so glad I watched it. And our 13-year-old daughter loves it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of the highlights, we'll talk about Midwest Monster Fest, but seeing a couple of the characters from the movie Haunt mm-hmm. at Mid- Midwest Monster Fest was, was cool. so cool. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get into more of that, but... But yeah, I, I even, I'll just say, I even told the clown that it's kind of like now like a, a every year ritual oh, type yeah. thing where, you know, we at least watch Haunt during October. At and least we once. actually watched it on our daughter's birthday. Alina wanted to watch it. Remember we watched it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of her favorite movies. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't sit and let a two-year-old watch it, but if you have a preteen, 10, 11, 12, and they're yeah. kind of... They kind of know about Halloween and things like that. I, I would be totally fine with letting them watch it because it's not, it's not it's too not like, like Friday the Thirteenth yeah. where you know there's like a, it's not it's gr- not too gory like, and it's not me being a parent. No sex scenes. Yeah, there, yeah. Know, I don't like watching a lot of movies, but there's a lot of sex scenes because I do have two children, and we as a family have seen a lot of horror movies, but. I don't want my three-year-old seeing a bunch of sex scenes. So with that movie, I'm fine with watching. And I can't speak for everybody else's three-year-old, but our daughter has seen pretty much every horror movie (laughs) there is. And she's not afraid, so. Like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is one of her favorites. And I think she just likes, like, the characters. Yeah. She doesn't really care for, like, the story, I don't think. You know, I mean, she's only three. No, she absolutely loves the clowns. But we'll get into that because that kind (laughs) of ties in with Midwest Monster Fest. Yes. Okay. I I know. My second pick for watching is The Conjuring. But it ties in with the whole The Conjuring 1 and the 2 and... It's the one Annabelle and all those. It's the one that started, started it all. So I definitely have to say that because that's a good one. That's one of yeah. my favorites. That's definitely one of my top ten. Yeah. That's such a good horror movie. And, you know, what's what's just jump on the topic real quick? Like, I know, I think uh, James Wan's new film, Malignant, really kind of, like, split his fan base. You know what I mean? Like, there's some people that love it, and then there's some people that absolutely hate it. But they love you know, the, the James Wan universe in, you know, I think that I'm kind of hinting in that because, uh, I and know me that and you, me and you are the type of people that this is a good prime example for, because you like kind of, and I don't know, I don't want to say corny horror and, you know, offend people, but you like the weird monster deformed things that aren't really normal. And I'm yeah. more of the type that I like the paranormal and stuff that actually really could happen. That's the kind of stuff yeah. that scares me. Like the stuff that really could happen. Like right. is is a deformed, you know, malignant tumor going to grow ahead and come after me? Probably not. But, you know, <laughs> is there a conjuring spirit demon that could come through a spirit box or an Ouija board and come after me? Probably, you know, if, you know, but that's what I think. So, yeah. You know, I I agree as far as like. Don't I, ruin *Malignant* for people though, because no, 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 a lot I'm of not going to spoil. It. No, I won't spoil *Malignant*. 
Um, but but I will, it will definitely make you choose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it, you know, I think how I how I put it earlier was perfect. Like it will split, it'll split the fan base of James Wan. You know, there's going to be some people that love it, some people that hate it. I, for one, as she was kind of alluding to, like I did like it, but because of maybe some of the different reasons why maybe she, you know my wife doesn't like it or some other people, like I I look at it as I try to like uh, you're think open, outside the box. You're open things. minded when it comes to yeah. movies and stuff like that. I think the reason why I didn't like it so much was because I love James Bond and I know what he's capable of and I've seen all his other movies mm. and I love them and they're so dear to me. So when I came into watching this, I didn't know what was going on in the movie. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is pretty good. It looks good. And then once I get wrapped up in the story more and like see what's going on and then I see where he was getting at. I see where he was getting at and I understand it, but I did not like it at all. Yeah, like once, at all. Like once you found out the reveal. <laughs> once, yeah, once I found out what the whole malignant movie was about, I thought it was extremely corny for James Wan. And I guess I was so disappointed because it's like, you are so capable of doing yeah. so much more. But hey, you got to think at the end of the day, he's just a horror fan like everyone else. So, yeah. You know, and he wanted to try something new, and that's totally yeah. fine. There's plenty of people that you know, loved it. I mean, that's what I respect about him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I respect that too. You're not going to do one thing, and everybody, single person's going to love it. You know, you have to right. take that gamble. Either people are going to love it or hate it. There's people that are diehard Conjuring fans like me, and then there's people that I hate the Conjuring. That movie was terrible. Right. I mean, you can't win them all. So I, I will say I won't spoil anything, but. Uh, and it's a twist. It is a twist. It's, no, it's a twist, but let's say, like, if you're a Basket Case fan, uh, body horror fan, I think you're going to love this one. Yeah, so. if you if you like Basket Case, the movie, oh, you will love Malignant. See, yeah. see I have tried to watch Basket Case numerous times, <laughs> and I just cannot get into that movie. Yeah. I don't know why. I just or even I mean, I guess, like, Frank had a lot of films. You know, it really, you know, he does a lot of, like, body horror stuff. So. Yeah. Um, even like brain damage, I guess you could uh, relate that. We gotta to get back to our well. list. We gotta but get back to our anyways, list. Anyways, you know, so she does not like malignant. No, I do like malignant. So I will say that. it was very well made. It was well made. Execution oh. was done well, but mm. the the principle of the movie and the core of it, I did not care for. <laughs> but at the same time, there's people that love it and hate it, so you can't win them all. So right. okay, next so on I your think, list, I think on your list, right? Oh, for, I, we're at three. Okay. Oh, okay. Maybe it's me then. I gotta go. Okay. What was your second one? Conjuring? Yes. Okay, so mine... So it's your turn. Number three. Okay, so mine is uh, The Barn. Yeah, I just... I, I, I love The Barn. That's I know, a good one. I know it's like... A, it's an indie horror film. It's kind of cheesy, but it, it hits really, that right spot the, for me. The thing about The Barn and movies like that is I just feel like they're so underrated. They don't get a lot of attention... As much as these mainstream movies, and movies like that are way better than the mainstream movies. Yeah. The Barn well, is so good. It's, it's good. With one of those movies, and I think maybe I've talked about this in the past, like I've, you know, kind of praised this movie, and it's because um, these films are, you know, let's say they're indie films, but they're made by people who love horror movies. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of like love, heart. I don't know. I need to think of better words. I always kind of say the same thing, but like you know, there's just really a lot of uh, 
passion in these movies that the filmmakers, you know, really care about what they're making. So, um, you know, it's not like, for instance, I always kind of go back to the Nightmare on Elm Street remake where the director was not a horror fan at all. And maybe that kind of shows as to why it wasn't so good. So this is another example as far as, you know, people that love the horror genre that make movies, you know, give them a chance because they can make some great movies. And this movie was definitely an ode to like the 80s horror uh, slasher type film that, uh, you know, it just, it just reeks of like 80s horror. And that's the kind of horror that, that I like. And it, to me, captures the essence of Halloween time. So that is why it's made my list. I always try to watch it every year, almost kind of like Haunt. Ever since we saw Haunt, that's kind of been a recurring thing for us. So, yeah, The Barn. Check it out. It's also got Linnea Quigley in it. Okay, so my third pick... It should have been number one on my list, but it was just the way I wrote it in order. So mm-hmm. my third pick is The Exorcist. Ooh. Obviously. <laughs> That's yes. my favorite movie. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody has already seen it. But mm-hmm. if you haven't, check it out. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, if, if you're just getting into horror and you haven't seen The Exorcist yet, uh, you know, definitely... That probably needs to be the first movie you watch is Exorcist. And then the original Halloween is definitely one that people, yeah. you know, if you, I mean, I'm assuming people that watch horror movies. Anybody who's this, a horror but, fan, you know. those are like the top two that you've definitely seen. Yes, for sure. So yeah, the Exorcist, I agree. Yeah. That should make anyone's list. Yep. Great horror movie. Okay. Your fourth my, pick. My fourth one, I know it's one that you haven't seen yet. And it's one that I haven't watched in a really long time, but I've been wanting to watch it, so this might be a good idea. Cemetery Man or uh, mm-hmm. Delamorte Delamore. I've never heard of that. It's the Italian version or the Italian uh, uh, name of the movie. It, so this is an Italian movie, but I think you will dig it because it kind of captures, um, to me, it kind of, captures moments like peter jackson's dead alive where it has like kind of a humor to it and then also kind of like a a love twist in it you know kind of like how dead alive had that little love angle with lionel and uh what's her name i don't know her name i forgot her name too but you know i don't remember her name but yeah so the cemetery man it's a great kind of like comedy horror zombie film i think you'll dig it so we should try to watch it this halloween my fourth pick is halloween 1978 okay the og the og yes that's my pick definitely the best out of all the halloweens i'll just say that even the new ones as much as some people will praise the new ones it has nothing on the original yeah that's my that's my fourth pick. So, What's your your final pick? My final pick is, and it's one that Lenora can watch, it's The Monster Squad. Oh, I've never seen that. Really? Nope. It's a good one. And uh, I actually got to see the screening of it in Burlington. There's a double feature of uh, The Monster Squad and then the Monster Squad documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards, which if you've seen the movie, you'll get the reference of the name. Then it also had uh, one of the actors in it, Andre Gower, 
and so I got to meet him and whatnot. And that was a really cool experience to be able to, you know, meet one of the kids from Monster Squad. So, uh, you know, it's it's a really fun 80s. It's almost, you know, I think, and this has been mentioned a lot, but it's almost like the horror version of the Goonies. Like, it's so much fun. You get to see all these universal monsters come back. And, you know, the kids are dealing with this situation, trying to figure out how they can get them back to the world that they need to be in. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of fun. If you've never seen the Monster Squad, definitely check it out. And definitely watch it around Halloween. It's, you know, especially if you have kids... Like, I know that, you know, the 80s were a little lenient on uh, the ratings. So, some of the choice of words in it may not be suitable for kids nowadays. But, I mean, you know, if you're a cool parent, you can kind of look past some of this stuff. It's, I think it's a lot of fun for, you know, even just watching with the kids. Okay, my final pick is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974. Okay. Solid. Yep. Solid. So these are our Halloween picks for 2021. As far I as like also, ones we're going to legitly Those watch. are ones we are legitly going to watch. But if you're like me, I won't say you because you like to watch a lot of weird. You, he watches a lot of weird stuff when I'm not around him. And I'm glad for that because it's, <laughs> it's a little too weird for me. Hey, when you do a horror podcast, sometimes you have to kind of dip into the weirdness. You know what I mean? But I had made a bonus list for people with kids or okay. families of movies that I think that you should watch around Halloween. So I'll just name off the five ones real quick. The first one is Halloween Town 1 and 2. So good. Classic. Classic Disney. Number two is Monster House. That is good. If you haven't seen it, that's a good oh, yeah. movie. It is good. <laughs> Three, Hocus Pocus, which is one of my favorites. Four is Frankenweenie. Five, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And then the last one is Nightmare Before Christmas. Solid. Solid. Yep. And those are all good family ones. I mean, we probably will watch those a hundred times. Lenora is obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And so am I. So. Yeah. She fits right in with the family, right? She does. <laughs> so, yeah, those are our... Each of us top five, so I guess you can kind of call it a top ten list because we didn't. We and actually then I even didn't name some... off uh, uh, doubles. Like no, we we, we we thought we were gonna maybe name the same one, but we didn't, which is good. So now we each have our own list to watch. So I'll yeah. watch one, you watch one, and we'll kind of flip. But it I is did. Cool. I I never th- thought that would happen. I I'm glad... I thought we were gonna name off the same ones. <laughs> I'm glad that I threw in the family ones too. Oh yeah, because. I enjoy watching family movies too. Oh right, and, yeah. and even you gotta, if you got to mix it up, you can't just go hardcore. No, no, and even if I didn't October, have a family know. and I lived alone, I would still watch Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus by myself. So, <laughs> hey, I will make an honorable mention. Uh, uh, if if you were a kid growing up like me, Zoog Disney, uh, Disney Zoog Disney came out with some pretty good ones. So. Uh, if you can find Under Wraps. Oh my gosh, or, everybody talk. That's a good one. Yeah, Under Wraps and uh, Don't Look Under the Bed, I think is the other one. Um, I don't know if they're on Disney Plus. I don't have Disney Plus, but uh, I was actually uh, lucky enough to find a recorded VHS tape of Zoo Disney during the Halloween time. And so I actually have. 
under wraps in Halloween Town with commercials and all that shit. Like, it's pretty legit. And then, like, half, or actually, like, three-fourths of uh, Don't Look Under the Bed on it as well. I wish I had the whole movie, but just, I guess, it just didn't work out that way. But just being able to find that on VHS was, like, one in a billion chance of finding. So... Uh, but yeah, if it's on Disney Plus, which I think maybe some of those are, like Under Wraps might be, Dunk Under the Bed might be, um, but I would say like for like kids-oriented Halloween, definitely those. I mean, those are just a lot of fun, and I guess for me, being like a 31-year-old, it just kind of holds some nostalgia to me, but yeah. So that's our list. Yep, that's our list. We'll watch mentions. it. Let's let's um, we'll only talk quick about um Dead by Daylight because I know a lot of people probably don't play it or don't know what it is, but um, it's a survival so, horror game for survivors against one killer, and they've got like Michael Myers, Ghostface, uh, Leatherface, and their new chapter just came out with Hellraiser as the killer. But usually when they release a chapter, they'll do a new map and a new survivor and a new killer, but they only released the killer. And yeah. So in this case, this was kind of in the same situation as when they released Leatherface. So Leatherface was just a killer release. No survivor. Yeah. No map, no survivor. So this is just kind of one of those chapters, but at the same time, I think it's really cool because it's Hellraiser. Yeah. I mean, them being able to get Hellraiser is just amazing. And then, you know, we get the Chatterer as a legendary skin, which is kind of like a cosmetic for the Hellraiser. So you can play as Chatterer as well, but you have to buy the Hellraiser DLC in order to, to play as that character. The game has so many bugs, though. But yeah, so the downfall is the game uh, has a lot of like bugs in it to where it is really hard to play because there's game crashes, there's just so many uh, elements where it's actually hard to play sometimes, and I think that's where we get frustrated. But when you can get it to play, it is very fun. It is fun. So, I mean, that's usually the only game I play, but um, let's cover Midwest Monster Fest. Right. So, Midwest Monster Fest happened a few weeks ago. It was East Moline at the Rust Belt. And I had so much fun. I think the location was a lot better than the first year. Oh, yeah. It was just way bigger. I almost like the atmosphere a little bit better there. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many guests there. I was just in awe with just, you know, how many guests that Jeff and Riker were able to pull off this year. I thought it was amazing. I liked how you could bring your kids and it wasn't, it was, there was stuff for kids there too. It's mainly, you know, for adults, but there was stuff for kids too. Lenora had fun and Elena had fun, Mm -hmm. but Oh, yeah, there were so many vendors. I mean, there were so many vendors. And then you actually did a Q&A with, uh, I forget who, but... Uh, Kevin Lockhart and Ben Lewandowski. Uh, so they, they're they a part of the film High on the Hog, which I've had them on the show before. Um, if you guys haven't 
heard that episode, you should go back and check that out. Or even just check the movie out, High on the Hog. It's starring the late, great Sid Haig. But, yeah, I, I got to do a Q&A panel with those guys, and it was a lot of fun. We were actually the very first panel to kick off the weekend, so I, I kind of felt like there was some weight on my shoulders, but... You did you good, know, though. I think, I think the event was all about having fun, so that's what I just wanted to kind of bring to the table was... It was know, fun. We got we got a couple of jokes, a couple of laughs in there, there with the crowd, so... There was food and drink yeah. and crafts and, like, vendors, and there was different Q&As and... Yeah, Justin Beam did phenomenal. He hosted, like, I want to say, like, four or five panels of, like, you know, some of the bigger guests, like Linnea Quigley and the uh, Friday the 13th the panel. Yeah, we we talk about that if you want. Yeah, so, go ahead. So, yeah, my wife is going to the restroom, and uh, she was taking forever. So, like, I'm just kind of sitting back and you're calling watching me. one of the panels, and... I swear, like, 20 minutes are rolling by. I'm like, it does not take this long. So I called her, and she, uh, you know, swipes my call away. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Next thing you know, my wife and Linnea Quigley are walking out of the restroom and walking up to me, and I'm just like, you got to be shitting me, you know? Like, So apparently they were, like, taking selfies and stuff like that in the bathroom, and who knows what else? You could probably elaborate, but I mean... Yeah, like I saw yeah. her. I saw her in the bathroom, and I said, are you who I think you are? And she looked at me, and she's like, are you who I think you are? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, yeah. She's like, let's take a picture. So I was like, okay. <laughs> you don't got to tell me twice. Right. That's so cool. She was so, she was so <laughs> nice, though. Like, she was super nice. Oh, yeah. She From, from what I could tell from meeting her like she just seems like such a big sweetheart and just a cool person to be around so i was very thankful for the moments that i had for you know you and her running into each other and then running into me and being able to chat briefly uh, was a lot of fun and i'll never forget that so very cool times very cool uh we also got to meet uh so, Rob Mello from Happy Death Day. That was fun. He I was a really him. cool dude. Uh, I hope to get him on my podcast sometime. be a lot of fun. And I actually ran into uh, Hannah Fearman. Uh, just, she was walking around shopping. And I just randomly ran into her uh, at the same booth. We were at uh, Ben Clayton's booth. So, it was really cool just running into her and, and talking about like horror movies and stuff like that. And then uh, we met uh, the clown and the ghost from Haunt. My daughter got to meet them, and you know she was really excited to meet them. So it was a really cool experience to get to meet those guys that were in a movie that we care about a lot. And uh, you know, it's just just a great time. And then. Uh, we also got to meet Tom Matthews, who, uh, as well as Linnea Quigley, starred in uh, The Return of the Living Dead. It was also in Friday the 13th Part 6, which was kind of a reunion for Friday the 13th Part 6 there. But, uh, you know, when I first uh, was getting into horror, 
uh, you know, he had played in, like, Return of the Living Dead Part 2 and the first one, but, like, I even told him that uh, at first I saw Return of the Living Dead Part 2, and then I seen Return of the Living Dead Part 1 later on, but, uh, you know, as we're talking, like, Return of the Living Dead Part 2 is maybe kind of more the kid-oriented one to where, like, you know, I think that one kind of maybe gravitated more towards uh, the kid kind of crowd because of, you know, the main character kind of revolved around uh, a, a kid, preteen, teenager type kid. So I mean, maybe that was kind of why I watched that first or maybe it kind of gravitated towards me because that kind of hit my age group a little bit. But, but yeah, you know, like it was just, it was amazing to meet him. I, you know, it was, again, it was almost like surreal for me because, you know, I grew up watching these people on the, the horror movies that I watched and, you know, being able to meet them has, it's been amazing. And, uh, you know, we got to meet, uh, Lisa Wilcox who played in A Nightmare on Elm Street part four and five and it just, it's really cool meeting her and uh, Tamara Glenn, who played in Halloween 5. Got to chat with her a while. She was a lot of fun to be around. Um, and then she's going to be in the Terrifier 2, the newest one. So make sure to check out Terrifier 2 once that gets released. I know that one's going to be an awesome one. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know who else to be meet. I, I don't know. I think that was, you know, I couldn't uh, afford to run into everybody there just because there's so many people there. But I, you know, I tried to do as much as I could and, and talk to the vendors that were there. And uh, some half of them are friends that I know in real life. So it's cool just to kind of catch up with them and see how they're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I did get to talk to uh, Justin Beam for a while, which was really cool talking to him. He was kind of giving me some insight on uh, the new Krampus release and then the October edition of Rewind magazine that's all about Halloween, like the franchise as a whole, like everything, everything with Halloween. So it's really cool to kind of get some little insight on that and won't, won't go into the details of the magazine. You need to pick up the magazine yourself because there is a lot of really cool stuff in Halloween that maybe uh, you aren't aware of. Uh, especially uh, the, I'll just say, the the tie-in between uh, Michael Doherty and the Halloween franchise. That's, that was a really cool factoid to know. So uh, definitely pick up the Remind magazine. October edition because it's jam-packed full of Halloween stuff and if you love Halloween the film and the time of year Something to pick up and read. It's a lot of fun, but all in all I will say like Myself included our family had a lot of fun at Midwest Monster Fest And we plan on going again year after year As long as Jeff and Riker put it on we will go right Right Lenore? <laughs> Love you too. So, so yeah, uh, I will mention uh, the Aliens Fire Team Elite game. Uh, as for me, like I think it's amazing. I, I love the Alien franchise, and being able to uh, 
you know, kind of almost be like in a Aliens, like being the sequel to the first Alien movie, almost kind of being like one of those scenarios where you're the Marines and fighting off the Xenomorphs with uh, a squad of three. Uh, and, you know, you can play through friends online so you can team up and, you know, the loadouts are different so you can be like a medic, someone can be a demolisher with the, you know, the big smart gun and someone else can be like a uh, technician where you got like the turrets and whatnot. So it's a lot of fun if you can just, uh, you know, work together and it's almost kind of like Gears of War in a way. So like, uh, it's third person. It's almost kind of like the same setup as Gears of War, which I like the Gears of War games, so that was a plus for me. And then I like the fact that, like Gears of War, they have like a a horde mode. Well, in Aliens Fireteam Elite, it's called uh, Bug Hunt. And so it's almost like kind of like the horde mode where, uh, but in the bug mode, you... Uh, fight off waves of the xenomorph and each wave gets harder and harder and harder but the more you play the more you know points you get the more unlockables you can get it's just it's so much fun so if you can actually get a crew together and play the game uh, I think you guys have a an awesome time playing and then you know it kind of dives deep into the the lore of just you know the alien universe as well, there's a little storyline that goes in the background if you play story mode. And uh, I will say it's kind of a short story mode, but there's a lot of replay value because you level up each character, each, you know, m mission you do. And they're eventually going to do like season pass, expansion pack type stuff. So the game is going to grow as time goes on. I think people need to realize that, you know what you see what you see on there already is going to be everything like it's going to grow over time so uh just, just stick with it bear with it and uh it's just going to get bigger and better um i will say i wanted to talk a little bit about uh remakes and how we keep seeing more rumors of remakes happening and as a horror fan, I hate to see it, and I want to talk about how I hate to see these remakes happen. Um, first off, uh, I guess the latest one is The Lost Boys is going to get remade by like the CW, I think. Which I mean, this sounds like a train wreck, and uh, you know, I just want to say like these bigger studios and the right holders to some of these older films we need to stop making remakes of these films like the originals are are good enough they still hold up that's why we talk about them today is because they are so good and they just want to cash in on the name they don't care about the content of these films they just care about the name and the premise of these movies are what's going to make money, so let's keep making them. Well, you know, people are going to see it no matter what because it's the name. Well, you know, they're, they're getting what they want, but at the same time, they're cheating the fans, to me. In my humble opinion, they're cheating the fans, and, you know, 
I don't think you know the fans deserve to get cheated by you know completely remaking these horror films like we want to see original films and I think this is one of the reasons why the well, indie why, filmmakers are winning I have to say something real quick that's why they have that saying just because you can doesn't mean you should they want to remake all these just like the Twilight Zone they redid that it you leave well enough alone it did not need a remake it was fine yeah I can't, I'm sorry, um, I might get some hate for this, but I cannot stand Jordan Peele. He thinks that he can just remake anything because he has the money and the power to do it. I think he needs to leave shit alone. That's yeah. what I think. I mean, I personally haven't seen the new Candyman movie. I do want to see that. I will see it, but, um, you know, at the same time, uh, I just, I don't know, like, I hate the idea of, even like with the Halloween movie, like, I hate how they called it Halloween uh, as a sequel to Halloween, uh, you know, just for that alone, I think the name throws it off. But uh, I don't know. They need to figure out something. I think even with like the names, like they need to quit calling them remakes. Like make it to where they're like either sequels or uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I just I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what what the answer is, but uh, you know, even the, the Exorcist remake. I know they're gonna maybe do like a couple part series or whatever. And it's gonna be like four hundred million dollars. Which that might be like one, two, or or even three movies in the works, but you know even then it's like The Exorcist is it holds up. I mean, why remake it? And the only reason that probably is why it's remade is because of money. You know, they they don't want to take a chance on original films, original scripts. They want to you know make sure that they get their money so remake all these great horror films that you know were very successful and what was more successful than the exorcist you know like that film it's one of the greatest horror films of all time so of course they're going to try to cash in on the name and there's been you know so many copycats of that film but you know i just i just hate seeing how the road they're taking with you know the Hollywood shit that we're getting and uh, this is why I think the indie filmmakers are winning because they are making original ideas in their horror movies and you know I tend to find myself liking more of the indie films than some of the bigger budget films so uh, you know I think Hollywood needs to wake up realize that you know Let's take chances on original scripts. Let's take chances on uh, the creativity that some of these up-and-coming people that, you know, work within the horror genre, what they're creating. Let's give them chances. So, uh, I guess that's about my biggest ramble about that. I'm sure I could go on and on, but uh, I think I've rambled on long enough for this bonus episode. I just want to say thank you all for listening 
and sticking through with the Root Horror Podcast. We're approaching year two of doing the podcast. And this has been a blast roller coaster ride ever since. And I continue to just keep going and going until, you know, forever, right? That's the idea. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find more info on the Root Horror Podcast and everything Root Horror Podcast related at www.linktree.com forward slash Root Horror Podcast. And just give us a like, follow on the social medias if you haven't followed us already. And then maybe give us like a five star rating wherever you listen to the podcast or, you know, just give us a review on how we're doing, maybe how we can improve. If you don't like the show, um, you know, any input would be appreciated. So uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, shortly after this, I'll be uploading another episode. So uh, with that said, stay tuned for the next one.
You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.